Signs of the Southland, Monday, August 1st, 2022. Mr. Purdy, it's just a two-man booth today, like the good old times of Monday Night Football back when it was on ABC. But instead of football today, we talk, we start with a little bit of sobering basketball news. Please, uh, you know, please walk us through that. Yeah, today, uh, no. So yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday, we learned the passing of Bill Russell, uh, who, in terms of the Mount Rushmore of the NBA, is very much on that, and it's not really a question. Um, it's him, it's Michael, uh, it's Wilt, and then the fourth, I think you could start having a debate of, but most would say LeBron. Um, but no, the, no, Bill, in so many ways, just completely pioneered what basketball is today like there's no way there's no world which the nba is what it is right now without him um i mean a I mean, just the success was something like he won ncaa championships he won olympic golds he won nba titles and he won 11 nba titles too which is just nuts granted the league was a lot smaller back then um but i mean nonetheless like he still pulled it off um and he was a massive civil rights leader at the same time i mean he was even boy i mean they he got the team to to boycott a game at one point um yeah there was and i mean this was back in the age i mean this was the 60s it was a much different world much different america and he's living in boston at the same time which i mean i don't want to rail on boston but we know don't want to call you know you don't want to paint with the paint with a particularly broad brush no but we under but i mean if you know your history you understand and just the i mean there's there's plenty of video you can go out there and see of just like how different i mean boston crowds are rowdy but yeah, even back then he was it was not it was it was similar to how Hank Aaron would get death threats uh when he was chasing Babe Ruth's title or a home run title. So I mean that's in, in that in that vein, uh it's pretty similar. Um no, the MVP award is named no, the, I think it's the finals MVP award is named MVP award is named after him. Um he has been on the court the last few years actually being able to present the award um for at least before COVID happened. Um so it was always just a pleasure to see him out there still at the prime of people's careers um and be there and be a living legend um and he he was i think he was 88 when he passed so i mean he lived he most definitely lived a full life there's so much out there if you i would watch if you if there's footage of his games you can find go watch it uh because it's just he is a massive gra- piece of groundwork for nba history that was still that was still alive um and so you know the matt rushmore we've got just michael um, if you put Kobe on there, it is just Michael. If it's LeBron, you, we just got Michael and LeBron left, which is very different compared to other sports where, like in baseball, arguably none of the pill, none of the Mount Rushmores left, depending on who you put on there. The NFL very much could stay the same, although Brady and Manning are probably up there. Bar. Um, well, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's uh, Atlanta people. We didn't want. I didn't want to pull those names out, but I did. Uh, so. One thing I want to I, I want to butt in and really make your point, especially when it comes to civil rights and, and especially labor rights, right? Uh, mm-hmm. with, with the mm-hmm. NBA and and burgeoning labor movements when it comes to sport. Um, one of the anecdotes shared on Twitter about Bill Russell was from this is from Bennett Herbert. I think this is from a book of wild uh, or a review of Wildcat Strikes. Um, I'm quoting in unknown author uh the tweet is from bennett herbert on twitter uh perhaps the closest thing to a wildcat strike in sports history occurred at the 1964 nba all-star game just hours before tip-off the players took a vote to determine whether they would refuse to play unless the league agreed to implement a pension plan 
The vote was 11 to 9 to strike with Boston Celtics star Bill Russell leading the pro-strike faction. 15 minutes before tip-off, NBA Commissioner Walter Kennedy agreed to create a pension plan and the game was played as scheduled. This was the greatest victory for labor relations in professional sports to date. And Bill Russell is the architect of that, right? I mean, it's a yeah. close vote, yeah. but at the same time, he's at the forefront of all of these movements. I mean, he he's at the forefront of, of NBA labor rights, pushing the boundaries there. He's at the, at the forefront uh, of civil rights as well. One of the things, one of the quotes that sits of his that sits next to right next to Boston City Hall. This is from um, the Moon Crew Discord. Someone shared it in, in there. There is no such thing as other people's children. They are the next generation of Americans. Right. Yeah. Uh, just a very, like, you don't really have to be a basketball person to understand why Bill Russell has had such a massive impact. Yeah. Not just, just, not just the league, but you know, the, the United States and how culture has developed. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a Georgia Tech podcast and Bill, as far as I know, has no real connection to the place, but this, I mean, this is a American legend we're talking about here. Your tenuous sporting connection, your tenuous sporting connection, if you want one, uh, is he, I I did a, I did a tour. Well, not really a tour. I I, I lived in San Francisco for a bit next Mm -hmm. to the university of San Francisco and he won back to back title ncaa titles at the university of san francisco in i think 63 and 64 um might not have been 64 but uh, you know you get you get the point right yeah like they're just he's just won so much and meant so much to the game that you even if you're not related i think you gotta you gotta tip a cap yeah it's well it's it's a guy that a lot of people are gonna miss nowadays because he's just he's just not on tv and there's the whole jordan and kobe thing kind of in the way but if you just dig a little bit deeper you find this guy and just the treasure he was to the american sports world um and it's just it's just mind-blowing what he did to just be the guy he was and what he faced and to make so many parts of the current sports world what they are and make it better so uh amazing amazing individual obviously thoughts uh thoughts and feelings and prayers go out to him and his family um mr purdy how are we uh how are we going to pivot away from that huh that's it's a hard one to pull off but i mean i i see a rainbow can can, can i that that's the best i got i see a rainbow right now quite literally while i'm outside uh, here your rainbow uh from your neck of the woods probably ends somewhere along Techwood Drive, right next to Georgia Tech's campus, which is undergoing a lot of construction progress, a lot of stuff in motion, a lot of new projects in mm-hmm. motion. Mr. Purdy, you spent yes. some time on campus this week. Thank you. Amazing segue, I know. You spent some time on campus this week. Please walk us through, as in this next segment, some of the updates, some of the new things uh, as what is campus new? prepares for another academic year to begin. I got to stand in line with the almighty buzz at the new Chick-fil-A at the student center. Uh, it was a delightful time. He was just there just checking what people were going to order. So he was, he was just being his little fool self. I'm surprised he just didn't go in the kitchen and just start grabbing food and just handing it out. Like that seems far more on par for him. But I think that, I think he was, I, I think he, I think he if at least you've knew. ever been near buzz you'll notice that he has a particular stench and the uh fur air quotes fur <laughs> is of a particular consistency that i would not say is particularly food safe 
they as i do understand that the people um that uh okay we're gonna go behind the curtain here the the people that breaking do indeed, kayfabe can't can't do the, the breaking kayfabe fourth wall break no fourth wall breaks no, 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 go for it, go for it. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, be the people that wear are responsible for also washing the suits. So it is, it is in the interest of the, uh, of the, of the cosplayer to keep it in a situation where they don't have to keep it clean. Yes, yes. Um, I will no, say I was at, my, I, I, before you continue, my yeah, worst experience with Buzz, if you can call it a worst experience or bad experience, was at a women's basketball game. I think two or three years ago. Actually, it might have been like my sophomore year tech where the buzz sat on me and I just got the full, full frontal <laughs> of the stench, this particular stench of the suit. And it would not come like the stench would not come out of my clothes. Oh, like, no. I had to I had to wash them a couple of times to get it out. So there's my I'm buzz sorry. story. Please, please tell us more about Chick-fil-A and the student center. Instead. But yeah, no. So that what I'm all that gets to the student center is open. It is there. You can go to all three floors. I did not go to the third floor today, even though I should have, because that's the one floor I haven't been on. Um, but for for those that know the part that had like rec radio and a lot of the meeting space and the anti and the subway, that whole building got taken down, rebuilt from the ground up. Um, that is a far more functional space now. There's a, a ton of ton of space just to study and do whatever, just general purpose space. Um, their rec radio is still there now. Um, all the student media is now shifted over there. So the technique will be over there. Um, and then the other publications uh, like North Ave Review um, and Arado will be over there, which is nice. Um, I mean, it's all, there's a lot of like whiteboard, just like general study space. There's, I don't, there's a music rehearsal room with a studio as well. Uh, so you could, in theory, uh, I think there's a spot for them in the library as well. There's, there's at least good recording air spaces, but this is like dedicated music recording spaces. Um, and I think a lot of what tech miss, misses, or doesn't, a lot of the things that tech needs is a, many outlets for music and art. Um, and with Under the Couch, I don't think I don't think Under the Couch is there anymore. And I don't think Under the Couch has been uh, has been moved somewhere. Yeah. So there's at least some exactly. there's at least some musical part here, and it's a very nice looking. <laughs> if you're a student. Or you have a kid who's there who plays an instrument, please have them go use that space because the uh, the odds are going to get free access to that kind of equipment ever again is a uh, next to none. Um, so I'm it's trying, a really cool space. I'm trying to find the uh, camera that I found the last time we were looking at this. Oh, but yeah. If you want to go in there, if if you are if you want to go in there before school starts, before the se- or the fo- before football or volleyball season starts, you can go to the Chick Fil A from eleven to four. Um, I think Tech Rec is open now. I don't know. People are using it. I don't know if it's set aside for special groups to just like test it out and make sure everything still works. Um, but the food options are plenty. It's a very nice looking building. It is also named the John Lewis Student Center, I should mention. Uh, it's not just the Student Center. Um, for those that really know the area, I do not know where the time capsule went. That was in. Hey, that was oh, they. I thought they said they removed it. I think they it. had to because the, the 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 pillar that it was in is gone now. The like that bricks that mm. that, that brick square pillar is not there. So we do sounds not like know something to was. do some journalism about. This sounds like a project for for somebody to do um, at a paper that some, I used to write for. Uh, some enterprising journalist. Okay, yeah. I can't find I can't find the camera anymore. That's that's sad. I'm gonna have to. That sucks. They may have just taken it down since it's done, but yeah, that's possible. So. It's, it's very functional. You can go in there. You can walk around. It's a good time. It looks a lot better than it used to, of course. Um, it looks new. It matches a lot of the other buildings, which is something. So 
the in the, when you go inside a building at tech um I think they're slowly but surely creating their own flavor of, in, of building interiors for when they refresh a building. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be fun when you, if you're there on campus, do go do stop by because you'll you'll enjoy seeing it. Um, the other bit that I saw though was there is a lot of construction happening at the football gate. At least there's it's fenced off at the gate uh, around Bobby Dodd at the intersection of Techwood and North Ave. Um, oh, at the I mean, what is that gate ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The family I do not gate. know what they're yes. doing. Um, they took the lamp post down. Uh, the gates are, I mean, they're open, but there's a lot of fencing around it. There's some crane thing in there, but I can't exactly tell what they're doing. I just know it's blocked off. Uh, I don't know if they're doing like underground electrical work or something. Don't know, but that's the case there. Um, the wreck garage has still got a ways to go and it's roofed off, but there's still a lot of dirt around it. That's it what I was no- looking for the camera for. The wreck is not ready to be to, to go there. Um, Absolutely. So that is not. what that is what I saw this week on campus in terms of what is getting built. Woof, that's a lot. I mean, can, yeah, we've been talking for a couple months now about how campus is slowly evolving, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially as some of these pieces come together, like. During my time at Tech, both of the libraries got renovated. They, the right. second library renovation, the Price Gilbert renovation, didn't even finish up until after I graduated. Right. Yeah. Um, but both of those were were planned and executed during my tenure. During, I mean, the campus center construction started while you and Jake were there. Jake is long since graduated. You just graduated, so they're finishing. Um, they're they're finishing the campus center. They're finishing um both stages of it right because phase one was delivered well at least you were still on campus and now phase two is getting delivered um right now at the last couple pieces and one of the main reasons other than the rec garage that i wanted to see the uh see the camera is because they're still working at the last time i checked it they were still working on the campanile area yes that is correct that's still there's still a lot of dirt down there. Like they, I think like the pump or whatever to like for the water, like that whole underground part is still exposed. Um, so they still got it. I don't, I just based on what I've visually seen, I don't know if that's going to be done before classes start for the fall. Um, I, I think it's entirely possible that to still be fenced off because classes start in what, two weeks. Yeah. Unless they just have managed to get everything else set up to where they just lay down the pavement, lay down the cement, and then just it's dry and it goes. I, I think they've still got a ways to go there. Um, yeah. But it'll, I bet that'll be open by the end of the semester without a doubt, so I'm not worried about that. And um, obviously, you also have the rec garage that will be done. I think the rec garage will be done at some point during the spring. I think that's the last estimate that I saw, but okay. it will be done. So, uh, I mean, after this is done, and, and just to wrap up and give like a short preview of what's coming next in terms of construction at least from what we know after this is all is done and they finish the campanile that's it for the campus center but the next major project will be the sheller and the isye towers in tech square that lot is currently a parking lot uh as far as i have heard this is not sourced this is just from other stuff that's online there is some issue in terms of funding um, that Georgia Tech is trying to figure out with the state for that. Yeah, so, that's what I understand as well. Yeah, that is on a pause. I'm not going to use therapy words. That's uh, <laughs> that's just, a, you know, putting piecing together context clues from the internet. That is what I have understood there. Elsewhere on campus, well, adjacent to campus, really, 
and another massive construction project was undertaken during June. It's the annual putting together of the Atlanta Open. Well, I guess it was mm -hmm. technically July, but they built most of it during June. Going. Yeah. Point aside, uh, Georgia Tech had Andres and Martin participate on the men's side. I believe he got a wild card bid, and you were there on college night to college, watch his. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, it kind of felt it was it felt more of a home, tech home match than actual tech home matches feel. It was insane. They well, they, they pulled out all the stops for him, right? They, they really the did. They were there. The, the mayor, I, said, I mean, yeah. the mayor was there the entire weekend, but they had yeah. the mayor there. They had Jeff Collins there. They obviously, they, I'm sure the coaching staff was there. They got your podcasting visual mediums, so no one else yes. can see this, but the wreck. Was, drove Andres Martin, I believe it was into the arena, right? Yeah, yeah, they drove him there. Yeah, yeah. So, no, they, got, they tell they us did, about tell us about the match. Tell us about the they experience. Pulled, they pulled all the stops. The Atlanta Open. If you haven't been, like, I, I think a lot of people end up there just because it's it's here every year. It's not the most expensive sporting ticket. Um, it's a new. This we'd only get pro tennis once a year in the city. Um, it is. They have stepped up their game there a lot. Um, the grandstand court's really fun. I was lucky enough to get uh, basically like whatever the, not the full VIP thing, but like the one where you like can go into an air conditioned area and get catered food. And you are on the you are on court level of the grandstand court, so you can eat. So I was eating my tacos while basically on the baseline of the grandstand court and watching a doubles match go at court level, which was really cool to see. Um, and then afterwards, I'd forgotten that the ticket that I had was for college night. I, that was just the night I could go. And I was like, oh, it's college night. Oh, right. Andres is playing. This is even better. And then we show up and there's just tech people everywhere. Um, we get to our seats and um, like there's other other people were in other schools, of course. Um, but then like the the section behind Andres Martin's box is or his coach area is just full of people from the tennis team and his friends from tech and from the area because he's, he's a Georgia native. Um, it, it really just felt like the closest thing a home match could feel like for just in, in on the pro circuit. Now, of course, uh, how the Atlanta Open operates is they make sure they have a local college guy come every year um, to, to play. Um, and so he got the slot this year. It was sadly a Athens Community College guy last year. Um, he was good, though. So, but no, so we get there and I noticed like coach Collins and Mike Flynn are on the court. And I was like, what are they doing here? I just I didn't, I didn't calculate in my head. I'm like, oh. Collins is here to do the coin toss for two serves first. Um, and so they did that. But like when they brought him in, like they played the fight song, they put the Georgia Tech logo everywhere. They had cheerleaders. They did not have the wreck drive him out. Sadly, like, that would have been great, but they didn't do that. I don't um, think that from prior experience, I do not think that the opening that they gave him from the locker room onto the court was large enough. No, well, I, it, it was more than I was expecting. That's for sure. Buzz was there. Um, and they, he walked him out and then played the fight song before. He had his match, and then he won. And they did it again and put tech logos everywhere. Collins watched about four, about five games and then went wherever he needed to go. Um, the second set, I know that Joseph Martinez from Atlanta United was there. There's apparently other United players there as well, but Joseph stayed for the whole time. Um, but, no, he was facing Kokonakis from Australia, and he just beat his butt, man. And Kokonakis would go on to win the doubles tournament with Nick Kyrgios. So it was an interesting, interesting little situation there. He was slated to actually face Kyrgios in the second round in theory, but he had, but Kyrgios didn't play singles because he had a, a knee injury or he just didn't want to like flare up his knee more than he had to, to play. 
Um, mm-hmm. So we actually lost to the wild card in the second round, Adrian Manorino. No, the lucky loser. Sorry, Manorino's who filled in for Kyrgios won the first, won his first round match, and then beat uh, Andres Martin in the second round. I was not there for that match, but he played really well. Um, it was a really fun time. The crowd was good. It was a, he got a night match, so it wasn't deathly hot outside at Atlantic Station as you can get when it's just pavement everywhere. Um, they treat you well there. It's a good little small little tournament. Um, it's it's the lowest rung in terms of like point value you can get on the ATP tour. So it's not it, it's not like you're you're not playing for that much in, in theory unless you're a guy who's like struggling to make the to make the tour. Um, Coco Goff played it as for an exhibition. John Isner plays it every year because it's its own tournament. Um, and some other like Jack Sock plays it a lot too. So Marcos Bagdadis is a legend who's played before. Venus Williams has played it before. Um, not anymore though. So mm-hmm. no, it's a fun time if you can ever go to the Atlanta Open. It's worth it just to see some live tennis in Atlanta because otherwise you kind of have to go like really far out to see live tennis in the U.S. Uh, so it's a good it's a good time. Yeah, I'll add that the eventual champion Alex de Menauer, I assume that's how you say that, uh, beat Adrian Manorino on route to the championship. Uh, Chris Eubanks was also in this field. I believe he lost his opening match or his qualifying match to uh, I just had it open. Come on. He lost his qualifying match to Jack Draper of the uh, of Great Britain. Um, other stuff here. I mean, I'm looking through the bracket. Other stuff that I found interesting. Ben Shelton, uh, who I believe is the son of a, the former Georgia Tech tennis coach who now coaches at Florida. Uh, he advanced to the second round and lost to John Isner. So mm-hmm. you got a little bit of a Georgia, Florida action there. And then John Isner lost. To I will Dixon note, I forgot the guy's so. first name, but Mr. Gonzalez, who runs this tournament and has for years, is the father of Georgia Tech uh, draftee Trez Gonzalez. Well, there you go. So many, such a small world. There's so many yeah. interconnected pieces uh, in the sports universe here in Atlanta. Let's move on to a different part of the sports universe in Atlanta, and especially at Georgia Tech, if you have nothing else to say on the Atlanta Open. Uh, that, that was everything. It was, that, that rant was quite long. Uh, I mean, look, you said it, not me. So let's <laughs> head over to O'Keefe Gym, not that far away from Atlantic Station, where the Atlanta Open is. The 2022 volleyball schedule has been revealed. Uh, We'll do a full breakdown of the volleyball schedule once we do uh, the volleyball preview. That's coming up in a couple weeks. But we did want to talk a little bit about some of the notable matches in this slate. And there's a bunch, right? This 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 this, is this might be I think this is going to be the most entertaining schedule of all the teams by far. And I think it's just as competitive as last year, right? Yeah. I think you yeah. saw Tech play UCF in the non-con. You saw Tech play mm-hmm. Penn State in the non-con. Those were two really good teams last year, and they headlined it. But now Tech is adding a bunch more NCAA qualifiers to yeah. their slate. So let me just read out the non-con slate first. Ole Miss, uh, in their own Ole Miss Invitational, uh, Ole Miss made the first round of the tournament. Uh, Illinois made the third round of the NCAA tournament. Dayton won the A-10, was receiving votes in the final uh, coaches poll and made the second round of the tournament. Ohio State, who Tech saw in the Sweet 16. BYU, uh, who won the WCC and made the Sweet 16. So that's just your non-con. 
mm-hmm. right? Top to bottom. I, I think there is a couple stinkers in there. You know, Arizona State is wasn't that yeah. great last year, but but almost top to bottom, right? You're talking about NCAA qualifiers at minimum. Almost right. So it's 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 kind of like I mean these are teams we beat like we beat one of them in the tournament and can beat others in this, but it's still a gauntlet of sorts. Like that's not that's not a cakewalk. Like as soon as we're done, like we have the golden white and then we play South Carolina in exhibition and then it's go time. Like you we we do not have time to waste to get good fast. So yeah, I mean, none of these are tune up games, right? Yeah, you, not at all. You don't get a lot of tune up time in, in this schedule, and that's going to be some of those early season that that golden white game and that first exhibition match or that i think that only exhibition match versus south yeah. carolina uh who also ncaa tournament qualifier they came to the georgia tech regional last year you gotta hit the ground running especially with a team that's sort of it, it's not rebuilding i would not at all say this team is rebuilding after an elite eight appearance i would say it's oh, no no we, we, we just right we but it's replacing Right. Yeah, we it's lost replacing... Brambia. We get the UCF girl whose name I'm forgetting. I feel Tally, guilty. But... Oh my God, this is going to bother me. Please vamp while I find. Yeah, this. we still have Bergman. We still have Bertolino. Um, we did lose Caddy, uh, Maddie McKissick, but she's on a grad transfer, so stuff like I mean, same reason Sarah Bates left as well. Uh, uh, and so... also, um, one more. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I need to look at the roster. It's going to bother me. Please continue. Uh, no, it's it's it's, you know, it's fine. Uh, but like we still have Breland Morissette who's sticking around for her grad year. Uh, we still have Aaron Moss for her senior year. Uh, so, Aaron Moss, I mean, who's now an Adidas partner, by the way. I know. Like this is this is still a very very good team. Um, I, I, I w- in no way should this be treated as an off year or a, a rebuilding. A, it's a retooling year, not a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. Put it that uh, way. The name that you can remember was Tally Marmon. Uh, Thank you. Who. Played, I believe, with the Israeli national team at the Maccabi Games this yes. uh, over the summer. Um, she was at UCF when Tech played at UCF last year. Yeah. Uh, the other person whose name I am not remembering immediately, and this is very embarrassing as someone who watched most of these games last year, is Kayla Kaiser. Kayla Kaiser transferred oh, to Tulane. Yes, yes. yes she did. Um, I think Aaron she Moss, was, obviously, was... still here. Yeah. Kyla was a grad transfer too, correct? Kayla was also a guy. It was also a grad transfer. You do have a bunch of depth uh, and a bunch of senior depth as well on this team. Um, yeah. Paolo Pimentel is not a, yeah. he's a rotational piece still on the team. Uh, Isabel Domingo yeah. will slot in for Manny McKissick. We'll, we'll go over the roster, right? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do all the. Yeah, that'll be a preview time. Yeah. Just so y'all remember the names for when we do the proper preview. There you go. Yeah, uh, but it is a team that is retooling, right? It's going to have to find a rotation that works for them. Uh, and we saw last year that uh, Coach Kai likes to keep that bench short, right? She yeah. Once she yeah. has her seven, once she has her like nine nine ladies that she likes to play all the time, it's it's hard to break into that rotation. So, um, And hey, it's we gonna... did a lot of winning, so. <laughs> did we ever? So yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see, well, obviously put together a preview first and, and I see how the team shakes out uh, this yeah. year. Moving on to other schedule news, uh, while I have you here, I know you're not the biggest cross-country buff, but I will read out the cross-country schedule while I have it in front of me. If the page will load, they will start 
uh, at Barry College on September 1st, which is just a month away. They will head to North Alabama immediately after that. They have the Lehigh Paul Short Invitational in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at the end of September, followed by the Alexander Asics Invitational the next day, which I assume that's a split squad. Another split squad on the 14th and 15th, Penn State National Open versus the Barry Invitational. So Penn State and Barry College there. Uh, October 28th, your ACC Championships. That's in Virginia. Uh, November 11th, the NCAA South Regional. And then November 19th, the NCAA Championships. The South Regional is in Huntsville, which is the same place the North Alabama Invitational will be in September. Uh, and the NCAA Championships are in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I know, no, we're not the biggest cross country, not the biggest track people, but I don't know. But when you hear some of these places, when you hear some of these uh, some of these courses, what, what what do you think? Um. You, well, you know, for work, I actually have been helping um, some teams get to Bethlehem for that same tournament uh, or that same uh, the Lehigh Paul short run in in September. Um. So it's actually kind of fun to know that my work life and my fan life will be meeting uh, at this race. Uh, but I mean, that doesn't doesn't affect anything, or at least hopefully. If I do my if I do my job, it will not affect anything. Um, no conflict of interest, of course. No conflict of interest whatsoever. No, I will not be sending the schools that I help out uh, to the wrong Bethlehem in uh, in Israel or anything like that. That won't won't be doing that. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's cool that we play at we run at Barry twice. I mean, that's like heck. That's the most people say it's the most beautiful campus in in the country. Like, who says no to that? Like, you get two meets there. Like, that sounds great. Also, they that first to... meet is a is a night kickoff. Which is very yeah funny, no it, yeah seven seven p.m. I mean it is still like September one in Georgia is very much it'll still be sunny it's still the pit of summer you're gonna get some sun that's that's gonna feel a lot better than getting up early and doing the same thing uh, so yeah I don't I don't I don't blame him for that that's that's that that looks fun but everything else is a morning it's a morning uh morning start gun so uh you know I mean I we know Nicole Fegans was killing it last year and it's just breaking all the records um. They haven't updated the roster on ramblingrec.com yet, so I can't make any wise comments about what the roster is right now. We'll save um, it. You know, we'll we'll yeah. we'll let them update it. We'll we'll put together a preview. We'll we'll definitely have a preview for cross country and track coming yeah, in here in a couple of weeks before their season gets underway. But but we'll 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 go over to that part of town, that part, that Griffin track area in a little bit here. But instead, right now, let's pivot over to Zelnak training, the Zelnak training facility. Let's talk about the women's basketball non-conference schedule. It is Ooh. quite a bit different, wouldn't you say, yes. from, from last year? It, let's read out some of really the opponents. Is. I think all of these except one game are at home. So that starts with Georgia State, uh, then Kennesaw State, Athens, as always, at Michigan State for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, they'll play Central Michigan, I believe. That's the other end of a home and home, and then they'll play yes. Furman as well. We don't we don't have the full slate of ACC games just yet, uh, but this is at least what we do have. No UConn on here. No UConn. Uh, I do not. I have. I do not know um, if there is that is a home and home situation or whether that was just a one off. I swear um, it was a home and home, and now that'll I'm be looking something at the schedule. And I want to see if for, they have the future one posted. It leads me to find. I don't think they put up the future ones. Uh, yeah, they, they don't have the they don't have the twenty three, twenty four up there at all yet. So, um, that'll be something. That'll be something we could find out as well. Um, they're usually pretty good about answering questions. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's some fun. I mean, 
Central Michigan was a nice, easy one last year. So, I, I mean, there's there's a win there. Um, I don't know enough about Michigan State's team, um, but I do not remember hearing that they were a team to be, uh, at least when I was covering the team last year for the Technique. Um, I don't remember Michigan State just being like a team we need to look out for in the tournament or anything like that. Uh, so uh, I have Michigan State uh, pulled up. They were a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament last year. They lost oh, they were, seven okay. to Iowa State in the first. Oh, so we were both 10 seeds. Okay. So, no, we were a nine seed, right? Yes. We're, you were we, nine. Okay. We were okay. Nine so, play the eight. Yeah. That was a weird, oh, yeah. That was a weird little, that little Very slide weird, at yeah. the end of the year really killed us in terms of our ranking. But okay. So, you know, there's a world where us and Michigan State were pretty even depending on when, when they played last year. Um, the seed list you. is somewhere around here. Let me see. Yeah. I couldn't tell you right now just based on, I don't, I'm not privy to what they're recruiting stuff and who's left their team. Um, we did beat the Lady Bulldogs last year, so it'd be nice to go uh, at least two in a row here. Um, Kennesaw State's the team. The, I mean, the Georgia State Kennesaw State games always happen, so it'll be just fun to just see them around. Um, oh, Furman, wait, this was the 21. Sorry, before you continue, this was the 21 tournament, not the 22 tournament. Oh, okay. Um, so they have had one year off from the tournament um, after a long streak of making tournament appearances. So they oh, okay. made. Uh, they missed the 18 tournament, but they made 19, 17, 16, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9. So, yeah, they were gotcha. racking him up and just slipped. Gotcha. This I know is, they, were also is, making it, they were also making it to the second round and all of those. So, yeah, this is a, a game of very similar number fonts. Uh, Michigan State has the kind of like the similar like jagged like stinger thing in their numbers that yeah. Tech does. Uh, so you might see some similar looking uniforms on the, on, at least in the numbers on the floor, but uh, that, that's, that's the biggest thing I can say. There. I am uh, like, interested to see if they do new uniforms this year. That would be another thing to track. They, they, yeah. the basketball teams have gotten new uniforms pretty regularly, honestly. They, yeah. Those are a lot easier to do as well. Cause you only need like a, they only need like two or three sets of 16, 17 to really do it right. Um, I mean, that's why the NBA is it. like, Oh, we should just change a few of these every year because that makes it a lot easier and it's mm-hmm. not that hard to change it for a whole team and unlike a football or baseball team um so not that hard uh and our, our regular clayton state exhibition game glad to see him again of course um and then uh i don't really have any comments on Furman. that just please win that game is all i'd really yeah. say that's a lot and of also, this... a couple of these games a few of these games are bleeding into world cup time as well um so i mean yeah, yeah the the athens game is right on world cup start week yeah so it'll uh, be a, the u.s the united states opens up their tournament the next day versus iran um yeah obviously that that december 1st mark versus michigan state i think is still during the tournament so yeah yeah it is the uh the ncaa will be wise to start as many games as possible after six o'clock eastern time during the world cup season because they're just not gonna compete i mean they might compete in some areas but especially on i mean <sighs> Man, I mean, okay. I feel like this goes beyond tech because it's just—it's just a murder. You get, you, get, you get one sentence. One sentence. Thursday NFL, World Cup on Friday, every rivalry college football game on Saturday, more NFL on Sunday. World Cup right world, after that. You're still World playing group stage right games. That. It is the yeah. murderers' weekend. If 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 you're a person that watches sports and you get off the couch for more than four hours a day on that, I'll be shocked. Good time to do some eating. That's all I got on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
There's a good good reason to be on the couch the entire week. I think that is all of the news items that we had for this week. This should be a pretty light episode if we didn't rant too much. Uh, got anything else for me? I mean, uh, I do want to shout out Section 103, one of the better. Uh, if you haven't seen their stuff, they got some. They they, they have one of the they they got a licensing agreement with Tech, so they have like official as official tech merch as you can get but it's also independently run mm-hmm. um it's some really cool stuff i really like the hoodie that's uh, i think it's navy it's like a navy blue zip but it just says tech across it um i'm looking got... i have the site pulled up they they also have the rights to some of the cooler logos some of the yeah they do, they logos do. the atl logo the they have the they have a tell with georgia flag logo so mm-hmm. check them out they got the uh, they got the thriller down they have Thriller Dome. They have a volleyball shirt. They have mm-hmm. uh, the Welcome to Atlanta script. They have the yep. baseball script. It's a lot of good it's, stuff. Yeah, it's 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 good. And I and I mean, yeah. If you don't want to go to Barnes and Noble and you just want to buy online and get some, buy it for some tech fans, like there you go. There, there's your spot. And they're taking suggestions on new shirts. There's a poll right at the bottom of the. Uh, they are right you at can the bottom of the site, right now so you, you can want. fill that out as well, Mister Purdy. Next week, let's talk about what we're doing next week. Jake will be back from his vacation uh, with the opening of the Student Center, like you mentioned, to open mm-hmm. the episode. We'll, we'll probably do some talking about older uh, editions of the Student Center, maybe maybe the original Student Center. This will be enlightening to me. I, I'm not terribly uh, well well read on the history of the buildings pre my time on campus. Uh, well, that I didn't buddy, see he's going to reading. He's already oh said there's there's pre-work to do, so I hope you come prepared. I'm going to get a master's in Jake education. Uh, I'm calling it Hardcore History Jake Edition. We will let him do the voice. We will let him do the Dan Carlin voice. If he doesn't, I'm throwing away the audio. Uh, <laughs> I hope he realizes that. He will definitely be listening to this, so I hope he takes that to heart. Mr. Purdy, do you want to take his job and do our usual outro? Oh, I'll give this a shot. Okay. On Twitter, we are at FTRS blog. Um, Jake is at Jake Grant 98. I'm at Jack Nicholas, um, not the golfer, me. Um, you can email us at from the rumble seat at gmail.com. We do love all your mail because that helps us inform what we should write about, um, what we comment on. And just y'all are sometimes, uh, I also say a lot of times smarter than us and just are also older than me and Akshay. Uh, so we could use your wisdom sometimes as well. Youth is a pox sometimes, you know. I know it really can be. Um, you can also come to our website and comment there at fromtherumbleseat.com um, or find our podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. And with that, thanks for listening. Happy August. It's the second part of the year. Go Jackets. Oh,